0: Today's news, God's word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. I like to uh, pass on information to you that might be of value to you. Um, if AT&T is your service provider for your cell phone, well, listen up. I just came across this. I heard about it a few days ago, but couldn't find the information until today. And uh, this is shocking and uh, frightening. All right, here it is. Here's the headline. Millions of Americans are having their phone records accessed by a secret surveillance program. Mm, Here it is. Millions of Americans who use AT&T's phone network are having their phone calls monitored by a surveillance program called Data Analytical Services, or DAS, which has had coordination with federal and local law enforcement agencies. According to a document obtained by Wired Magazine, DAS, Data Analytical Services, has been secretly collecting and analyzing over one trillion domestic phone records within the U.S. every year. Uh, That's a trillion phone records every year. Uh, The program used to be called Hemisphere and is run by AT&T in coordination with different agencies, according to Fox News. The program uses a technique known as chain analysis. This goes after those who have been in direct contact with a criminal suspect and anyone else who has had communications with them. Now, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Criminal suspect. So they're a suspect. Have they been tried, convicted? Uh-uh. They're just a suspect. According to Fox News, at and in coordination with local law enforcement and the FBI and other federal agencies, literally tap your phone. They go to the suspect's phone records, and anybody who has any contact with them... Their conversation is monitored. Um, I thought that was illegal. Again, quoting, uh, This program also allows law enforcement agencies to receive any data access in the records of any calls that use AT&T's infrastructure. This information can include phone numbers, locations, dates, and even the addresses of those who are subscribed. Uh, Quote, talk about an understatement. This surveillance raises serious concerns about privacy rights and the 14th Amendment. This program has been reportedly been operating for more than 10 years and has received millions of dollars from the White House's Office of National Drug Control Policy under a program called HIDTA or High Intensity Drug Trafficking Outlet. Uh, this has been going on evidently for 10 years. Most Americans are completely unaware of it, most Congress persons are unaware of it, and there is a movement in Congress for uh, hearings before the House of Representatives and the Senate about this program. Now, again, I am not an expert on anything, but how in the world can this be legal? Okay, you know someone who is a suspect in a crime. Does this program assume that you are an accomplice, and so they're listening into your conversation or checking out your texts and so forth. Um, Joy and I just sold an old car. Um, I was I was going to have it towed to the junkyard. An old car, been driving it for years as my daily driver for a long time, and I, I sold it on a social media site. Well. Uh I had no idea I was going to have the response I did. I had like twenty five people say, I'll buy it, I'll buy it. I want it, I want it, I'll buy it. I've got cash, I'll be there in ten minutes, you know, all of this stuff. Well, they communicated with me. Well, what if them one of them is a criminal suspect? Because they communicated with me, this algorithm catches me and begins spying on me at least if I understand this story correctly. Uh, AT&T is not our carrier. But I really believe, and I'm not telling you what to do by any means, but I believe that if AT&T were our carrier for our cell phones, I think I'd be looking for another carrier. Uh, who knows? Maybe the other companies are doing the same thing. Haven't heard uh, if so, I hope we find out about it. And concerning AT&T, I hope and pray that there is a congressional investigation and this practice stops. Well, Bob, it could reduce crime. Not if it violates your constitutional rights and my constitutional rights. I I was just shocked uh, and very grateful that AT&T is not my carrier. So I, I would just encourage you, if AT&T is your carrier, you might do a little investigation. Don't believe me. This is Fox News that is reporting it. Uh, don't believe it just because they report it. Uh, maybe it would be a good idea to call customer service at AT&T and say, hey, I heard about this. Is this true? If you don't know, which the person you talked to on the phone probably would not know, then you ask, can you transfer me to someone who would know? Or can you give me a number where I can reach someone who would have information about this? I want to know if you're spying on me. So anyway, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to pass that along. And then there is this. St. Mary's College in Notre Dame, Indiana. As you might gather from the name, it is a Catholic women's college, an historic Catholic women's college. Well, beginning in the fall of 2024, St. Mary's Women's Catholic College will allow men who identify as women to enroll at the college. Really? Uh-huh. President Katie Conboy told faculty in an email sent uh today. No, uh last week. Last week. Sent uh an email sent to faculty last week. Quote, St. Mary's will consider undergraduate applications whose sex assigned at birth is female. Okay, well it's a women's college. That would make sense. Uh, We're going to accept applicants whose sex assigned at birth is female. But it doesn't stop there. It says, St. Mary's will consider undergraduate applicants whose sex assigned at birth is female or who consistently live and identify as women. Uh, That mean women who have gone through sexual reassignment surgery? Not necessarily. Uh, Men who have gone through uh, extensive hormone treatment to become a woman? No. Just identify. St. Mary's Catholic Women's College are going to allow men who identify as women. Here is the crazy part. Listen to this carefully. They've already made the decision. They've sent out an email and made it public. Beginning in the fall of 2024, if a man consistently identifies as a woman, he is welcome to come to the women's college. And I quote, the college is still determining the practices that will follow from the policy. What? So they've set a policy, but they have no idea how they're going to put it in practice. How dumb can you be? When you set a policy, you also determine what the practices are going to be. How do you know it's going to work? How do you know it's not going to be a fiasco if you don't know what the practice? Well, we are still determining the practices that will follow the policy. Now, how do they excuse it? Quote, we are by no means the first Catholic women's college to adopt a policy with this scope. So in other words, everybody's doing it, so we're going to do it. Well, not everybody is happy. The story goes on and quotes current students. One junior at the college says, St. Mary's College is no longer Catholic. Another one said, it is no longer a women's institution. Uh, It's not being received well among students graduates and catholics Bob wants to come to your church. Find out how to host a crosspower weekend at crosspower.net. Oh yes, we would love to come to your church. Uh, we just had another church booked in the month of December. Uh Joanne and I are booked now for almost, well, we got five Sundays in December, and we're booked, I think, for four of the five Sundays. Uh, but we're actively booking for next year. Yes, we do have dates booked for next year, but we have a lot of openings, and we'd love to come to your church. Um, the website is crosspower.net. Check it out crosspower.net, and uh, if you just want to know more about Joy and I or our ministry, go to crosspower.net and request to be added to the newsletter. That's free, no obligation of any kind. Uh, we usually send a newsletter out about once a month. It'll uh, let you know what we're doing, what our ministry is doing, sometime family things, and uh, always sharing God's blessing of uh, On CrossPower Ministries. So, CrossPower.net, check it out. And we would so appreciate your prayers. We would really, really appreciate your prayers. All right, I think all of us want to be safe. The question is, how much of your freedom are you willing to give up to feel a little bit safer? That has been a question here in America since our founding. But it becomes more and more difficult to determine as technology increases. Case in point. Imagine you are out in the middle of Montana. And straight road, there is nobody around for miles and you can't see anybody on the road, and you're in your car, and you just, hey, I, I want to get there a little quicker. I want to go 90 miles an hour. Well, the speed limit is 80, and I think that's the maximum now. I think 80, a couple of states. I think Montana, maybe Wyoming is one of them, where 80 is a, a speed limit. And anyway, you get up to uh, 85 And all of a sudden, a big warning light comes on your dash, and a voice says, slow down. You have exceeded the speed limit. And you go, where did that come from? And you say, I'm not listening to some computer in my car. And so you keep cruising along, and all of a sudden, your car slows down. You push on the accelerator. It won't go any faster. Well, that's a very real possibility. <clears throat> the NTSP, the National Transportation Safety Board, is calling on, quote, intelligence speed assistance technology to be mandatory in all new cars in the very near future. Intelligent speed assistance technology. Here's what it is comprised of. There's a computer in the car, uses your GPS location, along with a database of posted speed limits and onboard cameras. If the GPS and the onboard computer says... That the speed limit is 65 and you're going 75, well, it depends on what form of intelligent speed assistance technology you have. Passive systems simply warn the driver. But many legislators and people in the NTSB do not want passive systems. They want active systems where the computer in your car will actually forbid you, prohibit you from basically going over the speed limit. And onboard cameras, if the computer algorithm in your car believes that the driving conditions, maybe it's wet, it's snowy, or there's high traffic, the algorithm will determine what speed limit you are allowed to drive And the computer will limit you as to how fast you can drive under certain circumstances. Yeah. This is what the NTSB, the National Transportation Safety Board, is trying to get implemented on all new cars. From what I can read, it looks like this will probably be approved. The only question is whether it will be passive, uh, visual sounds, lights flashing, a voice coming out of your car saying, shame on you. (laughs) Okay, passive systems or active systems that will actually mechanically prohibit you from exceeding certain speeds in certain conditions. Talk about Big Brother. Yeah. This is in addition to what certainly is going to be passed, where technology will be installed in all new cars in the future, where your engine can be shut down remotely by authorities. Yeah, it's coming, folks. It really is. Hey, have a great, great evening, but please remember who's you are. Listen. Listen. Think. Think. Discern. Discern. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50 year old male,